The mother of Quentin Simon is indicted on more than a dozen counts, including murder relating to the toddler's death. We'll tell you what's in that indictment. Investigators are seeking answers into the identity of a body found in Liberty County, and a soldier is dead after a shooting at Fort Stewart. I've got those stories and more in this episode of WTOC's Weekly Wrap, a recap of the week's biggest stories from around the coastal empire and low country. I'm digital anchor Jake Wallace. When any person, particularly a child of tender years, is murdered, harmed, victimized, or goes missing in our community, it's a matter that calls our very humanity into question. These are the cases that keep us up at night. These are the cases that deserve justice. That's Chatham County District Attorney Shalina Cook-Jones announcing the 19-count indictment against Leilani Simon on Wednesday, December 14th. Simon is facing murder charges and more in the death of her 20-month-old son, Quentin Simon, whose case has piqued the nation's attention since he was first reported missing in October. WTOC investigates Max Deeknight breaks down that indictment. So there's a lot to unpack from this 19 count indictment. Let's look at a few of the main points that we think people will be very interested to learn tonight. Here's a detail we've all been waiting for. Under count two, that's felony murder. The indictment says specifically that Leilani assaulted her son with an object resulting in serious bodily injury, which caused his death, meaning this was not an accidental death. The indictment does not say, though, what kind of an object that may have been. Under count four, concealing the death of another, it says Leilani put Quentin's body in a dumpster at the Azalea Mobile Home Plaza in Chatham County, close to her house. The indictment later says Leilani falsely claimed she was just throwing away, quote, normal household garbage. And listen to this detail. Under a separate charge of making a false statement, this indictment says that Leilani admitted that she left her home to meet up with her drug dealer. This just hours before she's accused of putting her son's body in a dumpster. She reported him missing just hours later that morning. Quentin Simon was first reported missing from his Chatham County home on October 5th. One week later, Chatham County police confirmed they believed Quentin was dead and named Leilani Simon the prime suspect in the case. However, Leilani was never arrested until more than a month later on November 22nd. That was just days after police found human remains in a Chatham County landfill they'd been searching for weeks. The FBI says DNA analysis confirmed the remains found there were those of Quentin Simon. District Attorney Shalina Cook-Jones didn't divulge any details of the evidence they have during Wednesday's news conference, adding she hopes to keep this case in the hands of a local jury. Here's Jones once more. It is very important that we do that so that the evidence in this case if this case should go to trial, can be heard by jurors who are selected from this community, the jurors, the citizens, and the people who are most impacted by the untimely death of Quentin Simon. You can follow all the latest updates in the case at the Quentin Simon case page of WTOC.com. You'll find the link in the description of this podcast episode. Investigators in Liberty County are still on the hunt for answers into the identity of a woman found dead in the woods on December 2nd. WTOC's Haley Boland has the latest on that case. 
The Liberty County Sheriff's Office is working in collaboration with the McIntosh County Sheriff's Office and the GBI on the investigation. Investigators hope that this most recent sketch of the unidentified woman will help bring some light to the case. According to deputies, hunters found the body in the area of Barrington Ferry Road and Jones Road in Liberty County near the McIntosh County line, something detectives say is unusual for the area. There's not a lot of calls for service in that area. Pretty rural, uh, pine farm, pulp farming area. The incident is being treated as a homicide. The initial incident report states that the woman's body was dismembered. This sketch from the GBI serving as one of the only glimpses of who the woman could be. Uh, we've got some tips that have come in, but we're able to uh, go through them pretty quick. Um, we see the, the deceased, no scars, marks, tattoos, or anything like that. A drive through the area shows how dense the wooded area where the woman was found can be, but it's not necessarily remote. The roadway, actually, for it being dirt, it does get a lot of travel. Uh, you'll even see FedEx trucks and uh, UPS trucks using that route, uh, crossing back and forth from like Townsend and back into Riceboro. The initial incident report also says investigators found a knife near the body. However, it's unclear if it has anything to do with the case. If you've been out there on that road, there's a lot of debris on the side of the roads. And at this point, we don't know what's important and what's not. So there was a lot of debris that was collected, not knowing what belongs and what doesn't belong that's involved with this. Investigators seeking the public's help to solve this case as no arrests have been made. You never know when that one little piece of information, something that was odd, something that stood out, um, the different type of behavior from somebody, um, definitely call it in and we'll, we'll look at it. The GBI has released a sketch of what they believe the woman looked like. You can see that sketch in this story at WTOC.com. The 3rd Infantry Division is mourning the loss of one of their own this week who was shot and killed in an incident on base at Fort Stewart on Monday, December 11th. WTOC's Mike Sela has the details on the victim and the investigation. Base officials identifying Sergeant Nathan Hillman as the victim in the shooting. They say he was a chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear specialist from Plum, Pennsylvania. He was assigned to the 3rd ID last year. Hillman joined the Army in 2015, serving in one deployment to Afghanistan. Fort Stewart shared a statement from his commander, writing in part, quote, on Monday morning, the Spartan family lost one of our own in a tragic and unexpected way, and the unit is working with military police and the U.S. Army Criminal Investigation Division. Now, that incident under investigation, one person, as we said, in custody. No other details have been released at this time. We'll bring you more updates as we get them. A Bullock County Elementary School teacher says it was more important for him to be in his classroom than at his own commencement ceremony this week. His students and colleagues made sure he got to celebrate anyway. WTOC's Dow Kennedy has the story. Most graduates-to-be would take a personal day, take a sick day, play hooky, whatever, to be a part of their own commencement. But most are not Mr. Barrow, who has a classroom of students himself to keep educating. Hoops and hollers took the place of pomp and circumstance in this graduation for one. William James Middle School surprised teacher Zach Barrow with his own ceremony. In chats get deleted in our uh, group chat and I started seeing teachers act a little bit weird. I knew something had to be coming, but I did not expect anything like this. Barrow came here as an education major and fell in love with the school. Bullock County Schools hired him back in the fall before he graduated after meeting with his professors. Now we look for rock stars and if we don't hire the rock star someone else will. So we just could not let this opportunity pass us by. A second generation educator, he says he didn't want to forego his students or ask his parents to do it either just for a ceremony. 
My life is not about what I did at Georgia Southern. My life is about what I do at William James and what I'm going to do in my classroom and what I do on the football field or on the basketball court and the kids seeing me in their lives. In Statesboro, Dow Kennedy, WTOC News. Before we end this week's podcast, I wanted to let you know this will be my final appearance hosting the weekly wrap. My final day at WTOC is today, Friday, December 16th. It's been a great honor to bring this show to life, and I can't thank you all enough for listening each and every week. This podcast isn't going away, so stay tuned for more details on its future. Until next time, thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend.